Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we're very excited to be joined by the host of the podcast, Truth Hounds, Anna and Kyle. Hi, Anna and Kyle. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> We've already been on a bit of a an adventure in this virtual podcast space, I've got to say. <laughs> I know. I feel like we recorded another, a whole episode right before this episode. We really did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were stuck in some stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a bad habit of starting a junk because I'm like so excited. And like, oh, peoples. And then you guys are so fun. And yes, put us on some like stone stairs where <laughs> only our head appeared. Yes. That was delightful. It was some kind of together mode mis. Mishap, malfunction, I don't know, but we were like ghostly figures in some stairs for several minutes. <laughs> several we, minutes. we took you outside and, and had a little conversation, you know, so. You did, which we appreciate because we were discussing how we're jealous that the two of you get to record at a beach. And apparently yeah. not just as a one-time thing, but a multiple-time thing. Yeah, as an eight to nine yes. time thing, yeah. <laughs> I like the specifics. I was saying before that we were, to we were told by our producers that we didn't have to go to the beach and that there was a simple way to recreate that. But we refused and said we actually wouldn't like to go to the beach yeah, we were, every time. We were kind of very <laughs> polite and we were totally understanding of where they're coming from. And then we said, and thank you so much for your perspective. And then we would really rather not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like the beach is a necessity to the chemistry. <laughs> right. I agree. Again, I'm really jealous of that. Well, yes. we're on the beach and we go, oh, it's so beautiful. We just wanted to make sure that that was coming from a genuine place. Mm. And we were actually looking out at the beach when we were saying that. Yeah, I feel like we are great actors and yet um, some of the best acting just comes from, you know, being truthful. So that's the Truth. secret to good acting. Yeah. So. yeah. It's very wise. <laughs> Annie, are you taking notes? Yes. Annie is an actress, so I feel like go she's taking beach. all these notes. Be yeah. real. Yeah, you just go, <laughs> go to the, the beach, beach and then you talk about the beach and then, you know, uh, Oscar. So. Oh, 
Yeah, find your truth. <laughs> and then it's an simple, Oscar yet jump. complicated. I love this. <laughs> My whole history is going to be written based on this advice. I'm very, very happy uh, <laughs> that it's coming my way, this award. So <laughs> we really, uh, well, let's, let's introduce the two of you <laughs> to our audience, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about yourselves. I'm Kyle, and this is Anna. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I want to do it together. <laughs> we can do it. Um, we are doing it together. Aww. So we have a podcast called The Truth Hounds, which is available right now, our first season. And we are, we are, what do you call it when you're sort of not professional? What's the opposite word? I think amateur. Novice? Amateur. Yeah. So we're amateur investigators. But with a lot of heart. So don't forget, with a lot with of so heart much heart. And a sense of humor which is always important. Which is, I mean, not even objective. It's just there. So that's factual. So leave that alone. (laughs) And our podcast is just basically about investigating. Actually, we used to say they were some of the smallest mysteries, but they're actually huge mysteries. Yeah, we've really keyed Um, in. We don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot. It's not that they're insignificant mysteries. they're They're actually so significant that you take them for granted, I think. Yeah, they're kind of just like universal things that you might think about but and think about, huh, I wonder why that is, but you probably won't do anything about that. So we actually found ourselves with a lot of time on our hands and we decided, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, I think we can do this and we're going to investigate these things. Yeah. For example, like you go, well, I know gravity just works, end of story, you know, but um, <laughs> we go, but we go, but why, you know? But so. Why? <laughs> But so, why is that? Why is that? Yeah. And and again, to just really highlight, we have a lot of time on our hands. So we, yeah. we're sitting around <laughs> luxuriating in time going, you know, let's look into that. So That yeah. sounds like the, the 3 a.m. question with your friends where you're like, right. but why is pizza so good? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> when exactly. you're like one into the edible and everything comes to light, you're like, oh, but what? <laughs> <laughs> We've had those moments. But yeah, I, you know... As I was listening to your podcast, your some of your episodes, y'all are really fun because one of the big things that you do talk about is that you've already had this friendship and can kind of read uh, with each other, like what's going on, how things are going, and and kind of being able to plot uh, together, even though you may not have talked about it, the next steps, and you're in sync. Can you kind of talk about how you guys met and how you became, became such great friends? We're both from comedy, and so we met through comedy, so we both come from... Uh, stand-up backgrounds. And so we actually probably the way that the I feel like stand-up is, is like you just cross paths with people over many, many years. So we probably have known each other for like, I want to say almost a decade yeah, or something crazy like that. And yeah, we would just, I think even before Anna lived in Los Angeles, she was in San Francisco doing stand-up and I would just see her on shows. And so like over time, you just sort of like, I think like you just know someone for so long and maybe you're just kind of acquaintances, but then like, you know, you become friends. And Kyle, I think, I, I hope it's not too much to share here, but Kyle's from San Francisco. I'm so, so sorry to give it away. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> please, please don't come to San Francisco and look for me. No, I won't be there. Look, okay? don't, don't look for her. And honestly, leave her alone. But um, Leave me alone. She, honestly, leave her alone. She's tired. <laughs> uh, but so we, she lived here in Los Angeles doing comedy. I lived in San Francisco doing comedy. And we actually both ran concurrently like two very complimentary shows in in our respective cities. And so it was very funny. I think the first time proper that we met was like 
our two shows had a crossover event, a kind of ultimate collab. And they were both like, we both do, um, and this is, I'm, I'm rolling my own eyes as I say this, but we both do like not super traditional comedy. I think it's safe to say. And so our shows were both like, really the point of them was to get away from doing traditional stand-up. So the prompts of the both the shows were like anything but stand-up. And so we had a kind of crossover event of the two shows. And I think, yeah, we met during that. And then we were often performing on the same shows or like had like complimentary, I think, things we were doing on stage. And then we started performing together. I mean, I guess that was much later, but we started performing together and I'll just I'll just go ahead and speak for me, okay? Me, Anna. Hi. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never me, this is me, Anna. Okay, here. <laughs> I've like never really been able to collaborate with another person because it feels, I don't know, there's just such a specific thing. I've definitely done things with other people, but it's never been like it's just always been very laborious and this has felt the most like natural, organic, very, again, I'm really using the word complimentary probably 10 times here. So I'll just go ahead and make it 11, <laughs> very complimentary <laughs> styles of comedy. And so it was like, I don't know, very, it felt very rare. The end. <laughs> okay. And scene. And scene, actually. <laughs> We're trying to see if Carl's going to come in and say she was also very, felt like it was complimentary. As no, yeah, I'm wondering actually. Don't find me. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly sometimes with these kinds of questions, it's better for Anna just to take the floor because I. I don't, I sometimes I hear, I think it's part of, I have like a, a bit of a learning disability. So sometimes I'll hear a question and then I'll just take it into a totally different direction. And then when I'm at the end of it, I'm like, okay, that was not the question. I don't know even where I am now. So better for Anna to do that because she'll say it succinctly. No, but Kyle dares to dream. So we usually will break down questions by she dares to dream and then I go, you know, and then the method or whatever. And so that's why. <laughs> That's why it I mean, works. <laughs> yeah. It's the sign of a great, yeah, collaboration and partnership. And the both of you have been, as you said, in comedy and then some acting and now podcasting. How has this podcasting world been for you? And how has that like collaboration translated into this format? Really? I Okay, I'll, I'll take a stab at answering a question on my own. And I'll just be right here. <sighs> yeah, hold my hand. I'm just holding your hand. <laughs> <laughs> we need the together mode for this. <laughs> yeah, we need the together mode at right now. I would say it's been pretty seamless because we've worked together on creating like shows, like live shows. So in a way, it's like we kind of had all already had all this practice. And I think mainly for the Truth Hounds, it was just about like figuring, we had an idea of what we wanted it to be, but it was about figuring out how to actually like make a show of it. We were so lucky that these producers were just like believed in us and were like, we like what you're trying to do, but we really had no idea. There wasn't I don't think there's anything that exists that's exactly like this. We definitely have our influences, but like we just sort of were like, this is our idea. So again, I'm probably nowhere near the 
question. No, that's a beautiful <laughs> Kyle. It was Come good on. answer. <laughs> Thank you guys answer. for being so supportive. <laughs> We're here to hold you up, build you up. <laughs> rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Earlier, I was talking about the fact that we have these giant team meetings, yeah. in which I've probably goofed up a couple of times, but your producers, Anna Hosnier and Miles Gray, came on and talked about your show and about how excited they were. And for them to brag about how good your comedy <laughs> is and your timing is huge because they are hilarious people that intimidate the hell out of me. So every time I talk to them, I pretend like I don't know what's happening and just walk away <laughs> because... <laughs> right? Like, just trying to hide away from them. Sorry, guys, just playing. Uh, but, like, yeah, they had set you up and talking about how genuinely funny you are in just real life. And honestly, our 20-minute setup conversation, because we did, y'all, we set up for 20 minutes here, uh, was because it was such a fun conversation. And you two do compliment each other so well and in such a beautiful way. It's not, I haven't heard anything discouraging. Y'all are so cute and uplifting <laughs> each other. It's freaky. I'm just kidding. I love it. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, no, <laughs> but I love that. And it, it also translates on to your podcast because not only are you asking these really significant, but like seemingly daily common things like about being late, which by the way, I felt called out and I was, it was rude and I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> what if, what if you were called in? Oh, <laughs> wow. 
That's the nicer version, mm-hmm. right? Called in. So, <laughs> this is what the kids say, right? Called in is yeah, being, the kids are saying uh, called in. <laughs> nicely told, get your life together. Called out is like, why are you doing this? Go away, right? Is that <laughs> Not go away. Just we want to oh. just check out what you're doing and see why you're doing it. And then we go. All right, that's what she's doing. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> and don't go away. So, you know, <laughs> did you actually? Because I do want to ask about this episode. Did you actually go stalk this person? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think. So like, before I jump in, can y'all explain this episode? Because I'm obviously going to confuse everyone with that question. Yeah. If you haven't heard, it's our first episode, and we wanted to sort of introduce what this show is going to be. So we tried to take a topic or a question that we felt was like the most... (laughs) Most succinct, maybe? Like the most like official, like could be science if you're not paying attention, you know, which is kind of what happened. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people wrote in and they were like, I listened to this show because I wanted to get like a scientific oh my like, God. Some, re- reason of why this is. And we're like, we're actually not. Someone people. wrote in and they were like, <laughs> I thought that they would touch on the phenomenon of the of the person who, I mean, I'm sorry that I'm doing a voice, but just like, <laughs> I thought they would bring up the phenomenon of the whatever that has a name. Um, like I was looking for answers and it seems like they already knew the answer. And so they could just definitely go start their own podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the same people that will go on to review and be like, actually, <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually, going. they knew um, in some ways, it, different ways more than us. So More know, than us, yeah. yeah. Well, so basically we decided to investigate why there are some people who are always late because I think everyone has someone in their life who, I mean, I'm not that person because I think as we say on the show repeatedly, Anna and I are never late. <laughs> We are, we actually show up on time. Although today I will say there were some malfunctioning issues. So that doesn't really count. I think actually maybe it's okay to even say that throughout the season something happened. She's got an action. Yes. (laughs) Actually, Anna has weirdly since that episode become later and later later and later <laughs> sometimes it's just a minute but sometimes it's about five so you Whoa. know so <laughs> at some point we're gonna have to go back Revisit. and do like a where are they now <laughs> episode you, you really and do. be like where is anna now she's actually 10 to 15 minutes late exactly yeah. <laughs> where are they now they're actually not here because they're running late so. yeah, yeah she's running late but we decided to investigate yeah, lateness and and so it's sort of the episode takes us in sort of like all kinds of different directions. We set up a focus group because it was COVID. We couldn't actually meet with people. We basically found a bunch of strangers who identified themselves as late people. And we just sat in a Zoom room with them, which was really fun. And then we did a sort of like ride along with a person who was late on his way to meet a friend because that's usually when a late person will be late is on the way to see their friend. Yeah, and I think... That's like the fun thing about our investigations. We sort of start with the idea and then we just like, it kind of takes us in sort of all kinds of different directions so we can sort of understand the idea. Yeah, and a lot of times it's nice because the way our um, quote unquote scientific method or whatever, um, is, is you could tell how scientific it is, um, <laughs> is just like, 
ranges from oh what would what would like what would be a fun way what what would be our way of looking at this and then on the other end of the spectrum what would be fun for us to do and so i think it actually just ends up happening that um we are like what's the thing that we'd like to do and would that fit thematically and so it becomes an excuse i think the reason why it works so effortlessly is because it's just a continuation of us hanging out honestly um <laughs> but like the clocked in going to work version you know but it's like i mean i, I i'm going to i mean, i guess i'm going to spill a little bit of beans uh we haven't done this yet but we were like well, what would be really fun is if we had an excuse to go on a hot air balloon. So like, like <laughs> and podcast from the hot air balloon. Yeah. And podcast yeah. from the hot air balloon. So that's like, you know, yeah, we'll do anything for science, but also that's a thing we would like to do. So. Right. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. Pay for me to do this because I want to do this, but we'll do it for the show. Well, we'll do it yes. for the show. Exactly. We don't do that at all. Do we, Annie? Uh, <laughs> you got to do just one on a hard, hot air balloon. I mean, just one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm okay with that, the hot air balloon. Problem is we're not as like, you guys are very professional in how you record and how you sound. So for us, if we, we actually do the hot air balloon, it's probably going to be like... It's <laughs> probably going to be the worst sound ever. Where it's oh, because we, it. we just do it and then we like figure it out later. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be hyperventilating from me as I'm about oh. to pass out and you're holding the mic as I fall <laughs> to the ground in a fetal position. So that could be fun. That could be um, fun, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so in your episodes, you actually do interact and talk to these people, which by the way, your description of how you see these people hilarious. I loved it. You were like, the shirt thanks him for wearing it. Like essentially with a fantastic clothes. Well, have these people who are on there, have they listened to it and have they commented about uh, your commentary at all? I've I've really tried to get an opinion out of out of the participants, and you know I've been like you're you're on you're on this week's show, and you're actually a really big part of it, and I and I even can't wait to hear what you think. And um, <laughs> the, the responses have been, you know, ha ha, um, <laughs> no real. I'm gonna say no real insight. So yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're being really cool about it. They're like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, that's cool. Very that's cool, cool yeah. about it. In the late episode, we have one of my favorite descriptions about Mia and this is the late person's friend who they're going to meet and I think the description is like um she was gorgeous she's like the type of girl that you know would plan your your ultimate bridesmaid or bri- ultimate, ultimate brides yeah she's the <laughs> ultimate bridesmaid you know she's the one who sets up everything organizes everything but you know check out the dance floor she's also on the dance floor breaking it down yeah she's doing the uh. place part she's like doing the place cards but damn she's also got moves you know she's so <laughs> like cool and partying effortless yeah um well we, i think we ran into her and so i think we did say like what did you think of like you like your description of how we described you? I think she really liked it. But again, she didn't have much to say about it. But <laughs> but I take it as she really liked it. Yeah, I can't help but think she loved it. And so we'll just go ahead and say she loved it. Yeah, I, like I would love that description. I feel like that makes me also nervous and be like, when people actually meet me or that people who actually know me be like, that's a damn lie. 
Oh. Why were they lying about you? <laughs> oh, mistrustful. Okay, interesting. <laughs> well, I love like, I mean, I, I selfishly also love like serial, a- any any investigative podcast, I'm there, I'm listening. I don't even care what it's about. And specifically what I love is their cadence a lot of times. It's just so, to me, it's so funny, but it's also... When it's supposed to be funny, it's like painfully not. And then, you know, just whatever. It's like just a very, very fascinating way of speaking. And the way Sarah Koenig specifically described like everyone she encountered is always like, uh, I guess I'm thinking of like the main the main um, character of the, the first season, Adnan. But she was like, and he's, I mean, it's really not about this, but he's doe-eyed. He's gorgeous. I mean, you look at him, you're reminded of a beautiful calf who is also a model. And you're like... Uh, why? <laughs> why? Oh my God. I hope someone describes me as a beautiful calf and a model one day. <laughs> so it's a calf, so it's like cute goals. and it's not threatening, but it's also a model. So you definitely are like, wow, they're gorgeous. <laughs> I want to put you in my magazine. I want to put you in my magazine and also my stable at the same time. <laughs> in my stable. That's so stupid. Oh, it's a calf, Kyle. <laughs> it's a calf. That's what you do with it. That's where they go, right? <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. I was going to ask if you were into these kind of investigative podcasts and true crime and your experience when it comes to like entering that world as women, um, both as the investigators, being the investigated Perhaps because um, like a lot of areas in podcasting, when you think of true crime, it's 
not many women involved. And and I was thinking about how a lot of times with true crime, which I haven't listened to a lot of, so I could be totally off. But my perception as somebody from the outside is a lot of times it's about women getting killed and like men talking about that, which I again, I could be totally off. But I was just interested in your experience and thoughts around that. Well, I think, Kyle, maybe it's fair to say you famously tell them how many podcasts you listen to. Um, God, you guys are going to really hate me, but I listen to zero podcasts. <laughs> zero podcasts. She's batting zero. 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 <laughs> How, however, I really enjoy you guys. So yeah. thank I'm you. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question. How many of our podcast episodes have you listened to, Kyle? <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. I do watch true crime. I'm more of a visual. I will say again, it's hard for me to listen to something. I don't think I can honestly compute all of it. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> so I need to watch. So I watch true crime, any kind of true crime doc, mm-hmm. right? The doc head, yeah, of course. I'm on Letterbox. I'm with you. She's on Letterbox. Until I started podcasting, I did not listen to a one, and I have a lot of friends in podcasting, and I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely am supporting your podcast. Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. I bought the mug. <laughs> no, I think that's the cooler position to be in because I will say I'm on the un- other end of the spectrum. I'm listening to every podcast. You have a podcast, I'm listening. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, am I afraid of being alone with my thoughts? Maybe. You know, I don't know. It's like I have it on. I I have even a little system like when I take a shower in the morning, uh, I listen that like that's when I listen to the news you know, so I could get my day started that way. And then whatever the weekly pot, I'm subscribed to a bunch of stuff. And like, I really like to listen. I mean, this is really like ill. This is probably illness and this actually not good. <laughs> but like I'm walking around outside or if I go for a run or something, I'm listening to true crime, you know? I don't know why. I really don't know why. And I do think that I've heard that true crime is consumed by women. And I wonder if yes. it's like, I don't know that I can make this scientific uh, claim, but I I wonder, I'm, I'm assuming my hunch is like, maybe it's the thing we fear because it's the thing that's ever present. And so we are like, almost in some way, sorry to use the word tantalized, but here we go, tantalized by like, you know, or like you're listening to it in, a, in, a, in that way, like a, almost, you know, you're like interested in the thing that scares you, uh, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't actively like feel a fear when I listen to it. If anything, I think we're like binging these things. And so we're, if anything, we're distancing ourselves from it and are like overwhelming ourselves with it. But I will say that I listen. There's even a show I hate that I listen to every week. I'm there. I'm listening. I hate the host. (laughs) It's a man. I hate him. Um, He is... (laughs) He's definitely, you know, a lot of crimes are like the uh, the victims are women, and his the way this specific person talks about it is like callous and gross and weird, and I I don't know why I don't know why I keep listening to it, and he even calls out um, there are two very famous female podcasters, obviously, who have a true crime investigative show and he constantly like rags on them and I don't know why and I like them so much and I hate him and I'm still listening. I don't know. What is that? 
That's sick. Hey, there you go. That's hate <laughs> listening, I think, which is some of our listeners who like to tell us how much they hate us, but they still listen. I don't know why. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it, we did a whole episode about women who are obsessed with serial killers in general, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a large number. You're right. And, and again, the people who consume the most like true crime podcasts, specifically in documentaries, are typically women as well. And there's this whole level of like whether it's like a maternal thing, whether it's that mystery of it all and trying to unfold and seeing if you could see uh, the underlying things that are there. That is for me. I'm like, can I figure it out? Which is yes. stupid because if you look at Wikipedia, there it is. I figured it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there's still this random <laughs> fascination that it's like, what happened here? What went wrong? Mm-hmm. But you do this whole other level when it's like you're like you're a part of that. So we were so removed from tree crime. Like, I'm not going to murder this person in this way and heck up their body. Nah. But you guys are like, why is that person rearranging their plants? I need to know what they are doing. Why is that person so mean? What, like, you are doing <laughs> the things. I swear, it's God's work, for real. <laughs> when you are calling out the everyday things that, again, you said that we take for granted that it's happening, but then when you sit there and actually watch and you're like, why is this happening? At what point were you guys like, we must do a podcast about this? You know what? I have to say that part of the allure of doing this was... I would say now that we're doing the podcast, there's really no no danger in it. There's zero danger. (laughs) But I was intrigued by, you know, stakeouts, you know, watching someone. I like the idea of like being someone who's like, we're following someone. The truth is Kyle Uh, wants to wear a really big hat. So that's true. I want to wear a disguise. I want to wear a beard, a huge hat. (laughs) And then I want to be able to rip it off and go, yeah, it was me all the the time. And they're like, who are you? (laughs) So you want to be in your own Scooby special. Know who you are. Big time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we love the fanfare around investigating. I I don't really love a dead body, I got to say. But, you know, the the stakeout, the the trench coat, I mean, the the magnifying glass. Yes, of course. I think, yeah, I think we wanted to do it in a way that felt like what we could manage. Okay, maybe we can't solve a murder case, but we could maybe solve why that one neighbor is kind of weird or (laughs) (laughs) like there's, there's a, there's space for us, for us. And I feel like we just created that space. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a great point too, Kyle. Like, I think that it's, there is space for all sorts of mysteries. It's not that, you know, it it doesn't have to be gruesome. uh, You know, I, I mean, the, the, the sad thing too, is that because there's an over, like there's so much oversaturation of true crime stuff that it's almost like things don't even, that's not even gruesome enough, you know? Like it has to be, it has to be worse. It has to be like, it has to be totally vile in order for it to even be interesting that a simple murder is like not even, I'm sorry, it's like whatever, you know, it's like boring now. And so it's like, well, also there are mysteries that are important to me, like, yeah, why did my neighbor rearrange her succulents five times a day? And sometimes it would even be six. What is that? You know, <laughs> I, got, I got to look into that. It's just like, why is tomato juice good when you're on an airplane? I don't know. You know, and I want to know. Why is it good it on really an airplane? Good. It's so good. You're refreshed. I mean, you're you're looking fly as hell the second you, the, it, <laughs> oh, it sure. hits your mouth. Okay, but... It, I love that. You bring me tomato yeah, juice on lime. earth with a little lime? I mean, uh, you're on vacation. You're already on vacation. <laughs> 
it has already started. You haven't even landed yet. You bring me warm tomato juice on the ground. I, I mean, what have I done to wrong Ew. you and your family? <laughs> Why are you insulting yeah. me? You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's, that's kind sick. of my point. I was coming back to the guy who wrote, like, essentially the well, actually, I thought there was going to be science and all of this. And that's something Samantha and I have experienced on this show where this is anecdotal. There is research to back it up, but it's, we get critiqued way more as women especially when we're talking about something that's viewed as like a male domain or something scientific, where we even did an experiment once where we did a side-by-side, same content. One was done by a woman, one was done by by a man. Man got like almost zero critiques. Woman just, nobody trusted her. Nobody believed her. She didn't know what she was talking about. No credibility. So I think that having this podcast where you're just like resolutely, no, that's not what we are. I'm very happy that you're doing that. I'm very, very happy that you're just like, no, that's not our thing. Uh, Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's so interesting. That's so interesting. Obviously, I was going to say that there was also that also this is anecdotal as well, but someone published under a male pseudonym and then like was her submission got in or she was trying to enter her pieces into, I forget where, like New York or whatever. And then rejected, rejected, rejected under female name, but then under male name immediately got published. And, you know, yeah, again, anecdotal, but totally, of course. I feel like to even take risks as a, like it's so different to be able to take risks as a female identifying person. Like so much grace is offered to male identifying people, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I was going to add that it's like, I think also the combination of it being an investigative podcast, but also we're comedians. I think like trying to make a joke as a woman is like, <laughs> like it's just like some guys this there trying to like, what do you call it in basketball? Is just trying to block your ass. You know? <laughs> like I literally feel like it's just some, it feels like, yeah, I think immediately when our podcast came out and we were like, clearly we're just trying to make some jokes. <laughs> I think that there are people who wanted to shut us down because it's just like even us just trying to be funny, I think is like there's going to be people who are going to be like, oh, no, you don't. (laughs) You can't do that or you're not, you know what I mean? You're not allowed to do that. Right. But I think we're used to it. And I think it's just cool because then they're just people who really get it. And it's like, that's who we make it for. You know what I mean? Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is that, yeah, we totally have a nice back catalog of at least like basically a decade of like facing that kind of thing in comedy anyway. So that's, that's good for them. Uh, (laughs) We already know, we know the ropes, so it's fine. We're used to this, so (laughs) get on, you know. Step aside. Step aside. My man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've, I mean, we've had uh, several comedians on here and we've talked about that because obviously, you know, the joke is that women are funny. And that's a really good point, Kyle, of like, you're not only in the investigative space, but also in the comedy space, which is a double. (laughs) Um, Have you seen that kind of attitude shift at all in your years working in comedy? I think so. I think there's been a really cool, exciting shift. I personally speaking, this is like when I started comedy in San Francisco, and this is feels very weird because San Francisco sounds so like experimental and so much cool, weird comedy came out of there. Personally speaking, doing 
again, quote unquote, alternative comedy, it felt like you're not allowed, you're not allowed to be like weird and, and of a female performer. You're just not like, it felt even more insular. The weird space, the alternative comedy space felt like it was just guys. And it was like, you know, I mean, there's, there's like more history to this than, than what I'm about to say, but I think like Tim and Eric undoubtedly created a whole wave of weird comedy. And so the people who are coming out now are like students of whatever that is, you know, not to negate the efforts of everybody weird pre Tim and Eric, but like, that's how I've felt. And I feel like now in the last five years, at least weird comedy, the term alternative is now like irrelevant because it's actually what's popular. And if you look at any like vodka commercial, they basically, the language is the cadence of Tim and Eric, you know, so it's no longer alternative. But so like, I think women are more allowed in the space and it's like what's more popular now, but Still, I feel like taking a risk is often uh, like rewarded when um, m- m- men and male identifying people do it and not so much when women like I just feel like people are harsher critics of women. And so what is considered taking a risk is like seen as just wrong and maybe not like ambitious and cool and, and whatever, you know, <laughs> and celebratory. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's been my experience. Yeah, I think that we still do, I think that we still do experience stuff and maybe it's a little bit more subtle because more of the popular culture of comedy right now is more accepting and like more, you know, about women doing comedy. I think there's a lot of backlash after like all of that, like women aren't funny, you know? And so it feels like we're in a very like positive time, but I think, I think Anna and and I experience things on a very more like individual (laughs) level. Like it could be as subtle as someone, you know, making a weird comment to you after a show and you're like, well, you would never say that to a guy. You would never say that comment. You know what I mean? It's like this subtle thing where I think if you identify as a woman and you like know what that is, but even to tell someone that they would necessarily be like, super overt, like they wouldn't necessarily like know what that is. But I think like, yeah, I think, I think we still experience stuff on a certain level and as individuals. Like they feel safe offering you advice even. Like it doesn't even necessarily be like criticism. It could just be like, they feel like, oh, you know what? Here, actually you could, I think what you could use is my opinion. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the missing link. I think what it is, is that a lot of times also... You know, like sometimes it's this thing where like, I feel like a man, men put out work or something and we accept it as work, you know, but for us, it's like we put something out and then it's like, uh, you know, like we have to like figure out how to make it valid (laughs) and make it like worth it. And so there's a lot of that going on. And I even feel it with our podcast, a lot of like, you know, we're trying to like validate this thing where I know in someone else's hands, they would have put it out and it's like, they wouldn't have to do that. But, you know, the cool thing about working with Anna is that we're very confident in what we do. And we feel like what we do is like, Hopefully undeniable. I mean, I don't think you can say hopefully undeniable. But I hope. But our goal is just to make be consistent and like keep making it and just like blocking out everything because I think ultimately, you know, we're making something that we love. Yeah. So I right. think it's like 
a success in that it's an exact execution, I've been saying, of the thing we've wanted to make. So it's like we are making it exactly the way we wanted to make it. That's undeniable. Like it's, it, it is a reflection of, you know, the cool thing about it being a podcast is that we're allowed to be as ambitious as we want. And so we are like, yeah, we want to, I don't know, skydive or whatever, you know, like we want to skydive onto a cornfield. And it's just an idea that I came up with, Kyle, that I haven't run by you yet, but I was gonna. Um, but like, I love why it. a cornfield? <laughs> because why not? Okay. <laughs> but I just mean like, we are allowed to do a kind of, we were allowed to go as big as we want and we don't have to like wait for people's permission, really. Like we definitely have producers' advice and opinions and luckily we, they're very supportive of us and they rock. And I think that it's very specific and I think it's like for a specific maybe group of people, but then, yeah, I think it's like not really that questionable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we the love truth that. that we were talking about earlier. Right. The truth. You got to make this gesture when you do it. Listeners, you can't see yeah. it, but you know what it is. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So this could be like me way projecting, um, but <laughs> I love uh, that. Yes. <laughs> Do you think when you're investigating these, these mysteries that you are seemingly insignificant, do you find that it enlightens you to a bigger, like more, you can extrapolate it to other things in life or like, oh, 
I don't know, like at the end, all of a sudden you're talking about the depth of humanity or something. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're like, you start this small thing, go. but it means so much more. <laughs> I think a couple of the questions, the answers have been very loose. I'll say that. Um, and that is no disrespect to us as investigators, but that is just, <laughs> the answers have been loose. And so they, I, I think sometimes they they also feel like joke answers, but I've definitely had a few moments where I'm like, that actually, you know what? That is true. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and I think in some of them on a bigger level, yeah. Like I think when we were doing Why Are Some People Mean? The conclusion we reached ultimately, I guess, could be unsatisfying because it's like we didn't find like a synapse in the brain that whatever. Those are <laughs> the biggest words I can think of at the moment. But um, Sounds good. Yeah, sounds pretty good. <laughs> but I think we were like, I don't think anybody's inherently bad. I think that people have a bad day, but they could have a series of bad days. And that series of bad days could ultimately be a lifetime. Um <laughs> You know, I think that that's like, to me, that sounds, uh, that sounds almost pretty insightful. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I, it's, it hasn't led to like a concrete, I can comment on like the essence of man, but I think, you know, I've, I've read, I've read a good amount of Russian literature. I'm, I'm, I'm asking introvert, like introspective questions. I think, I think that's a pretty good answer to me. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the questions that you guys are asking are typically the why of humanity. Again, the like, but why is that two-year-old <laughs> question of like, just just why? And it can never really be answered, especially like at the beginning of your episodes with the main stuff that people calling in and essentially complaining yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about someone doing something to them one time or a few times. And it's kind of that whole lo other level of like, yeah, but we don't know the background of what they were going through. It could just be they're awkward. It could, and you do talk about that at one point. Like This could be like they have an anxiety disorder and therefore they are not able to interact the way you want them to uh, interact. Or you may be paranoid annoyed and thinking that they're being mean to you when in actuality they're just being whatever mm -hmm. and you took it as a personal attack like there's so many of those levels of like these are big huge questions which again a two-year-old asks you and you just sit there going because and like, that's, <laughs> that's all you got i guess because yeah <laughs> yeah you know and that's that that's that parent answer that no one actually ever has and then when you grow up you're like that's not an answer so tell me why. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of goes all up into the the universal of, are we breaking some boundaries and bringing people together and just causing, you know, like, this is what you're hoping you're doing. Not you, me, like when I'm asking those big questions. And in the end, you're just actually confusing yourself and yeah. those around you. Which is the Annie always nods at me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Annie just nods at me typically and says, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> <And> so, not true. <laughs> Samantha, you are making me think like if I had a two-year-old or something, maybe then I'd be like, that's when we're done with the show. <laughs> One of us has a kid. <laughs> probably we're these are done. questions that the he's... kids ask that we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just no. Well, like my response is like, why are people mean? Because they suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be my only answer. And I say that sometimes I'm the mean person. Oh, yeah. I definitely had my bad days. You were talking about all of the stuff you've got uh, coming as identifying as a woman and all of your shows and being uh, essentially just 
having to deal with all the sexist interactions. And recently I saw on Twitter a lot of people talking about how female comedians were introduced and oftentimes it included how they were dressed, what they looked like oh, instead yeah. of actual like backgrounds of them, which is really infuriating. And you're talking about how things have changed. When it comes to your podcast, do you have kind of, obviously you do because you are people who identify as women, but kind of that feminist perspective of what these questions are and how you approach it or how it's answered? I think that like, I'll, I'll, I'll try to start it off and then Kyle, you really can take it away. Okay. Um, I think yeah. that like, it's yes, we undoubtedly have had these experiences. We're also like very, I don't know, we both have like pretty funky, I think, um, under, understandings of our own femininity. You know, we're definitely like, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, to, I mean, I think to be a woman and to be like aware is to be a, a, a feminist in a lot of ways, you know, like if you are putting yourself in positions where you're criticized only because you're a woman, you can't help but be aware, you know, and so that shapes everything, you know, it's like, it's a hard question to answer because it's like, there's nothing I don't see through the perspective of a woman. It informs, I think, literally everything. I don't know that I'm actively thinking about it all the time. I don't think I see everything as like, I don't know that I'm immediately aware of my perspective of it because of that, but it it undoubtedly shapes everything, you know? So yeah, I think like even being aware of like who's receiving and who's listening and the, are they offering us the same grace as they would a man? Probably not, you know, that shapes the way we make the show too, right? Like that's definitely an active part of it. I don't know that we are necessarily making something that we say this is feminist, you know, but I think that the way we enter spaces, the way that we ask people, the questions we ask, our perspectives of them are are inherently feminist and female. So to me, the two are, are intrinsically tied. That's my kind of non-funny um, <laughs> answer. <laughs> no, I think that's great. And I think... That sort of always my, my personally, my goal whenever I make something is to um, clown on some men. <laughs> Hell yeah, always. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And that's sort of my approach to things. Yeah, I think so too. I, I definitely approve. have never felt like I'm definitely not feminine or female and I, I refuse to participate. You know, like it's never that at all. Like, how could it not be? It's also, I don't know, I feel like my experience of being, let's say, othered as a woman uh, are like then go on to make my perspective, I think, more interesting, right? I think the things that make you... Um, this is a very simple, <laughs> maybe I'm over making it over elementary, but like the things that make you different are the the, the points um, of yourself that are probably the most interesting, right? Yes. <laughs> wow, she really shut him down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she really, no, no, one, no one has anything to say. No, I think that was, that was perfect. I think it's hard to separate the two. I like how you said that. Like it's like that is like, Already, that is our perspective because that is our part of our identity. So it's hard to separate them and also identify how they impact things because they're just like literally layered into things. You know, I don't think we're even able sometimes to be fully conscious of how they're they're how they're like participating in things because they're just us. 
Yeah. And I think about like the things I would want to hear and the way I would want to be spoken to and the entertainment I want to consume. And unfortunately, for a long time, it didn't involve me as a, uh, there was a lot of comedy that didn't, I think, have me as a desired member of its audience. Audience So I'm like making, you know, uh, I like, uh, I mean, I grew up in Russia, guilty as charged. And the things, the comedies (laughs) that I really liked were like Robin Williams and Chris Tucker because they were really physical and really goofy. And so uh, that's what I wanted to do. I don't know that they necessarily were like, we want women as audience or whatever, but those are the things I want and the things that I embody that I now hope to make for others and hope to make them feel more included. I don't know. Yeah. I think it really matters who who is making stuff in that perspective and who's asking questions because something we've been talking about a lot on this show lately is how science is biased in a lot of ways and has been biased in a lot of ways, but we just trust like, oh, it's science. So it's, yeah, fact. Um, And one of my favorite examples is there was this study that was done by I think like five men and it was about why women carry their cell phones and they put in all this money and like all this stuff and they finally asked a woman, she's like, well, we don't have pockets. And so, like, literally, if they had a woman, yeah. she could have told them immediately. Could have saved um, <laughs> so much money. Yes, and you can yeah. read the paper. It's great. Yeah. Like, all of the theories they have into it, you're like, wow, this is, we are coming from different angles, friend, because I know that answer immediately. Right. <laughs> so I love, I love that. That's something that I have anxiety about on the show is when you make these kind of observations or generalizations, especially about for us when it comes to gender and using any kind of social science, it has been weaponized so often. And so it just makes me kind of anxious. But I, I, what you said about like, people are, they're complex. So like you can look into why are people always late and there could be a general answer, but then there's also a complicated answer. So there's like avenue for connection, but also we're all different. So I think that just by making this and um, having a newer, different perspective in this this arena that you are, <laughs> unfortunately, asking questions that to us might seem obvious, but right. to others might not seem so obvious. Totally. <laughs> Just the asking sometimes can feel radical, even though that's not how we intended it or something, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as we wrap up here, is there anything on the horizon that you're excited about? Uh, any questions you're excited to ask and get answered? I mean, I think I, I really, I don't know if we can give it away, but oh, well, okay. we're wrapping up our first season. So there will be a second season. Hallelujah. Ooh. And we're so excited because I feel like the second season, we've the first season, we've kind of figured it out. So I feel like the second season, we're really going to go. We're going to really go there. We're really going to um, go there. Yeah. <laughs> we've been holding back, honestly, and we're just ready to fire at all cylinders. But the, yeah, our season finale is coming up um, in the next few weeks. Our podcast release every Tuesday. So one comes out today. But yeah, we'll be asking today's episode that's coming out. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but the episode coming out is Why Does It Feel So Good to Give Back? So this is actually one of our favorite episodes. And I don't want to give it away, but we decide to figure out why it is like giving is feels so good. And we do this by doing something really special for one of our friends. Aww. But we have limited time in our day, so that impacts what we end up doing. Yeah, that so. really... <laughs> 
<laughs> really limits, but also offers a kind of gift um, to, to the type to of the listener we can do for our friend and for the listener. Yeah. Yes. But it's pretty exciting. So hijinks ensue. <laughs> I know uh, soon you'll be tired of people giving you suggestions, but I know Samantha has some I suggestions. Do. Please. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to have to, but one of the things is like, why are cat people and dog people so competitive with each other? <gasps> yes. I see yeah. the sparks in oh. Kyle's eyes immediately because I, <laughs> I'm just I know saying. I know where she is. I know exactly which you side know of the there's fence a whole, she's on. I think I know where she is because we kind of talked about it oh, previously, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm on her team. But you know, the, there's a big versus there. There's a huge there's a big versus. one. So I'm like, why? Let's talk about it, and then you should have people debate about it. Absolutely. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a, a real good debate, debater. like a town hall debate. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Will you bring your animals? Oh Let the animals speak too. Oh my god, that's chaos. Let's do it. Give them a voice. Uh, you can do the TikTok version where they have an air bubble where yes. you put in what they're saying for their podcasts, audio. This just got really complicated. Yeah. We can do this. And the other one because I just don't understand. I try so hard. Why do some people kill their houseplants? Why can't they? keep a plant alive. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I need to know why I can't one. do this. I want to love them. So I Google about them. <laughs> uh-huh. Because Samantha, you I are good weird. at keeping your house plants alive? No, I kill oh. them. You are, oh, okay, I see. I yeah, I'm the them. one okay. who kills them. You're I need to know because I want to care. So we are doing, <laughs> we're learn. actually going to do a true crime season about you. And That's what I think. <laughs> I think it should be specifically about her. <laughs> Oh no! Why does why is Samantha? We're gonna interview like and then high, everyone like hates elementary me. school teachers. Be like, well, you know, as a <laughs> child, I kind of saw. <laughs> <laughs> she just really has rage against plants. <laughs> I, I think that would be great. I love that. I think we absolutely could could look into that. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's become, we're trying to get answers. Will you please do the research yeah, for us I need now? these answers. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we're taking, we're actively taking pictures. So yes. This is all right. Perfect. <laughs> Love all of those. This is really a free gift to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, where can the good listeners find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram name is at truthhounds. And you can basically get all of the podcast updates there. And you can also listen to the podcast. Um, oh, but on Twitter, by the way, we are at oh, by the, the, by the truthhounds. Way. Just by the way. Don't forget it. At the truthhounds. And you can listen to us. We're on all podcast platforms. So we're out there and we want to hear from you. So, And we even have a tip line that you could call and leave a tip. So oh, Samantha, no. if you so have another question do. that you... Yeah, if you want to <laughs> leave those on the tip line. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be really nice. I'm going to be the new be... super fan and every phone call is just me asking questions. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah. I would really love You're that. You're going to become oh, like her Google. <laughs> yeah. So far, super fan you is will. a guy who knows science better than us. So we will definitely <laughs> take you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he yeah. wins because I definitely don't. <laughs> Oh, yes. Definitely go check them out, listeners. Um, Samantha, I'm looking forward to this saga and learning more about you. Uh, (laughs) Thanks again, Kyle and Anna, for being with us. It was such a delight. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thank you. Yes. You'll have to come back soon. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. 
Yes. And if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.